Hey man, how'd you like, like a $20,000 raise? We can help you do that at SaveWithConrad.com. Don't take my word for it. Check out our reviews at ConradReviews.com. We've got an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. We've won the number one Best in Business Award many, many times, and we just got a great five-star review. That's uh, from Jimmy E. He says, my wife and I just closed on our refinance after working with Diane and Steven. What a great experience. We closed within a month and added about $1,000 of monthly cash flow. Thank you. They were great. And who would have thought a trip to First Family Mortgage and ad-free shows booth at StarCast 5 in Nashville would have led to this. LOL. Thank you. No, thank you, Jimmy, for believing in us. I know it's crazy. You're listening to a wrestling podcast and you're going to save a thousand dollars a month. Now think about that. Add that up over the course of a year. That's over $12,000 a year. You're going to save now. How much money pre-tax would you have to earn to net $12,000? That's about 20 grand, right? And think about that. You would have had to work for that money, pay taxes on it, and then just give it away. Come on, man. Keep more of your own money. If you can hear my voice and you're in a 30 year loan, you've got a second mortgage, you've got credit card debt, you've got a car payment. What are you doing? I can show you how to keep more of your own money, get a lower monthly payment and get out of debt faster. We're routinely helping our podcast listeners save up to a thousand bucks a month. Just like Jimmy, find out how much money you can save right now for free at SaveWithConrad.com. Oh, and how's this for starters? No house payments for two months. That's right. A little fall break from house payments. Sounds good to me. Find out how much money you can save at SaveWithConrad.com. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. And if we can't help you save some cash, we won't waste your time. One more time, SaveWithConrad.com. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson here to tell you a little bit about AdFreeShows.com. People often ask me, what exactly is AdFreeShows all about? Well, I'm glad you asked. Not only do you get early ad-free access to all of my podcasts starting at just $9, but you also get many of your other favorite wrestling podcasts like Click This with Kevin Nash, Gentleman Villain with William Regal, Oh You Didn't Know with Brian James, and others for, yes, still just $9 a month. That's 14 podcasts in total every single week early with no ads. That's like 20 cents an episode. And yes, you can listen to them all directly through Apple Podcasts or through your regular podcast apps. How easy is that? Want some more cheese on that Whopper? AdFreeShows.com has literally tens of thousands of hours worth of bonus content, including fantastically popular series like Eric Fires Back, Idle Chase, and Strictly Business. And I don't know why this is a thing, but there's even more than 40 Ask Conrad episodes waiting for you at AdFreeShows.com. We've got monthly Zoom chats with all the podcast hosts, live watch-alongs with wrestling legends, and more. Come on now. See for yourself what thousands of other wrestling fans have already discovered. That's adfreeshows.com is the best value in wrestling today. Check it out right now, adfreeshows.com. You'll be glad you did. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. This is Kurt Angle, and welcome to the Kurt Angle Show.
On the show today, we're going to be looking at my match against Chris Benoit at Unforgiven 2002. But first, I want to introduce to you my co-host, Paul Bromwell. How you doing today, Paul? Kurt, I'm doing great. It's great to see you this week, man. We got so much awesome feedback on last week's show. And, buddy, we're just going to keep it rolling. I mean, we're going 20 years back. (laughs) Yeah, to Unforgiven, uh, uh, 2002. And uh, listen, I'm just excited to be here. But I was just telling you behind the scenes before we jump in the show that uh, I found something that I have been looking for since we are in Wisconsin. And that is my two favorite things in life. It's, you know, I'm a big fan of the steel city, but I had saw someone when we were there for the show had on a steel city hero shirt. And it was a Kurt angle shirt with the three eyes on the back and all that. And I said, Kurt, where was that shirt at? And go ahead. You told me, what was that from? Yes, WWE made it for, uh, for raw and SmackDown when I was, uh, when I came back in 2017 and they want to do something for Pittsburgh. So Steel City Hero, it has the Steel City, which is Pittsburgh, and the hero, the Olympic hero is That's you. <laughs> so I searched high and low. Let's be honest. I searched eBay, and I found one. And, man, I got it, and I'm wearing it loud and proud. For those on YouTube, you can see it. Uh, so I'm wearing my angle gear, and I'm kind of excited about that. All right, all- listen, Paul, I told you before, <laughs> if you ever want merchandise, just ask me. You don't no. have to go to eBay. <laughs> No, I don't care. I'm not bugging you. I, I bug you enough with other stuff. But, dude, listen, let's let's get into it because I know you got a flight out to Canada, and uh, we've had long weeks this week. We're going back 20 years ago, as I said. We're just coming off the awesome SummerSlam event with Shawn Michaels returning to the ring, Brock becoming the youngest WWE champion. He defeated The Rock. Iconic SummerSlam. And, of course, you defeated. You started it all off that show with Rey Mysterio in that hot opener. Open match, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. We got to talk about that a few weeks back. Uh, but now they're going to switch things up here. It's the brand split following SummerSlam. They say Brock has signed an exclusive contract to be on SmackDown, so no world title can be defended on Raw. But that's when Eric Bischoff steps in, and he brings back that old big gold, the WCW title, and he crowns Triple H, because of course he does, the new world heavyweight champion on Raw. And uh, the theory is they wanted a world champion on each show so they could have a champion defending on all the house shows. It makes sense. Whereas before, that was impossible with running different Raw and SmackDown house shows simultaneously every week. But what did you think of this whole change, Kurt? I thought it was good. I think that both brands need a world champion because you have to have a world champion represented every show. And at the house shows, some of the house shows didn't have a world champion represented because the person was either on Raw or SmackDown, so they weren't doing both sets of house shows. So you needed a champion on each show. And I'm with you from a fan's perspective. If I'm paying money to go to a house show, taking my kids, whatever the case may be, I want to see a world title, a big match, that big yeah, main event at a house show. So it makes sense from that perspective too. And this is just nine months, Kurt, after they had built a pay-per-view around crowning one undisputed champion in the mini tournament with you, Jericho, Austin, and Rock. So, hey, that's the beautiful part of wrestling. Wrestling, They can do what they want when they want and switch creative on a dime, and and we just sit back and enjoy it. But uh, with these changes all going on at this time, they have Paul Heyman running creative for SmackDown. And what did you think of that? What did you think of Paul Heyman as creative? Were you happy with his direction? Yeah, because you know what Paul Heyman realized? that SmackDown was going to be a wrestling show. And he knew that he had the best talent on that show, the most gifted talent. So he made it a wrestling show, less storyline driven, more wrestling, more action. And Paul's a genius. It was his idea to do that. And it was the right thing to do. 
Yeah, I think, and, and what you said there is he made it different, right? It's, it's, let's not make it, you know, raw 2.0. Let's separate exactly. it a little bit from raw. Let's make it a wrestling theme. Let's give the fans something different so that it doesn't yeah, feel we were like. just talking last week that raw had half hour promos at the beginning of yes. the show, you know? So here, this was a lot different. Yeah. Now you got to love uh, his insight and you said it, he's, you know, he's one of those guys. We look at what he did with ECW with that brand still talked about to this day. Here he is again, uh, you know, making these decisions for SmackDown. You're obviously loving it. It is the wrestling show. Rock's now going back to Hollywood he, following SummerSlam until 2003. So they're going to need a new challenger for Brock at the upcoming Unforgiven pay-per-view. They do this number one contender series on the first SmackDown after SummerSlam from the Mohegan Sun and Eukinsville, uh, uh, Connecticut. And first, though, here we go, Kurt. We're ready. Clip one. You're going to have a promo gloating about your win over Ray and that you have a match with Benoit later in the show. Kurt, it's our first clip of the week. It's from SmackDown, August 29th, 2002. For those that want to go back and watch some of this later, if you're watching on YouTube, check it out, our first clip of the week. Kurt, are you at all concerned that in this elimination series for the number one contender spot, your name hasn't been mentioned yet? First things first, Mark. I would like to take this opportunity to apologize to Snow White and the other six dwarves for beating their hero, Rey Mysterio, at SummerSlam. I mean, after the beating I gave him, I'm sure that's going to be the last time that Rey Mysterio ever medals in my affairs. <laughs> well, Kurt, I kind of doubt that. I mean, considering Mysterio almost beat you several times in that match. Shut up. <laughs> well, as far as this elimination series goes, haven't you ever heard the expression, save the best for last? Huh? Well, that's exactly what Stephanie McMahon did. Because I just received word from Stephanie herself that tonight... I will face Chris Benoit for the number one contender spot. Whoa! And after I beat the rabid Wolverine, the man who once harbored my precious gold medals in the confines of his genitalia, which is pretty sick. After I beat Chris Benoit, then it's on the face Brock Lesnar. And Brock may be the youngest champ in history, but he's certainly not the best as he'll find out soon enough. And as Chris Benoit will find out right here tonight. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. 
Well, there you are, Kurt, just laying it out like we uh, like we love so much back in those days. Has he harbored it in the confines of his genitalia? genitalia. Mm, what a line. So listen, in the main event, it's supposed to be you versus Benoit, but the Undertaker's added to the mix, makes it a triple threat, Kurt. Uh, he's defected from Raw, and Taker's going to get the win. He pins Benoit with the last ride, and he's the number one contender to face Lesnar at Unforgiven. So that's set. But, buddy, you're in the ring here with two intense competitors. What were those two guys like as far as working with the, them together to put that match and a match together in general? Well, you know, Undertaker is really good at structuring matches. Uh, he comes up with incredible ideas. On the other hand, Chris Benoit, he'll agree to anything you want. He's so versatile. He'll do whatever you want to do. I mean, Chris, whenever I put matches together with him and I was inexperienced, I would put them together and Chris would be like, okay, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's huh. do that. And I was like, this guy agrees to everything that I'm saying. I, he can't be that good, but he is that good. So he never came up with his own ideas. He was always um, taking my lead. That's and, right. Uh, you know, I actually liked it. I felt more comfortable because I could memorize my moves and not have to worry about memorizing his. And to your point, you knew as far as what he could do in the ring, he was so good. He would just be able to go with whatever you want. He could do whatever you want him to do. Exactly. Very versatile. Well, Kurt, the following week, SmackDown was in Connecticut again in New Haven, and we're building more to this match with you and Benoit. And a six-man tag, it's Edge, Rikishi, and Taker defeating you, Kurt, Benoit, and Eddie Guerrero. And we do have in our second clip of, uh, of the week the ending to that one. This is from uh, September 5th, 2002. Let's take a look. Partners, oh, and, and a 
Undertaker left the time is ended, ladies and gentlemen. The intense look on the face of the number one contender. Oh, you may hear so slim from him right here, one handed. And look at that hand out. Let's to pay attention. The cover, it's over. Undertaker pins Eddie. Man, Eddie was great, dude. So oh my good. gosh, that whole era. We're going to hell for that shit. <laughs> When Rikishi reached back with his massive hands and just yanked that thing up his ass. Oh, <laughs> and Eddie was so great. I mean, playing like he was on their team. How about these guys? Oh, you I know. know. Just, I, I just looked at all the talent in that ring and I thought, man, it, what an era you said it. Yeah, it was, I it was so, a great era. So many talented guys. Absolutely. Uh, hall of famers, just galore, but man, there it is again, Kurt taking the old stink face, get, you know, you're getting all bobbleheaded <laughs> in the corner from Rikishi, uh, man. And you've told us about the nasty one. I mean, we've heard it repeated times. But man, were you taking those regularly, you know, at house shows yes, and stuff I like that? I was wrestling him at the house shows. So I was taking him consistently every night. <laughs> <laughs> so my nose stunk for about a year. <laughs> what did you do wrong to deserve all that? I mean, come on. I don't know, man. I must have had heat with Vince. <laughs> something. You did something wrong. That's for sure. Well, anybody uh, that has to take the stink face a bunch of times has heat with Vince. Yeah. Yeah. You did something wrong. And Narkishi's just loving it. He's just got the biggest smile on his face, you know? So whatever. But listen, Meltzer reports about them trying you versus Brock for the first time just after this. I want you to listen to this. On September 9th at a house show in Minnesota, the first Lesnar versus Kurt Angle match about some, about that some have talked about as being a potential WrestleMania total match took place. Oh, it would be because Minnesota is considered Lesnar's second home state since he went to college there. He played total babyface in the Angle match. It was said to be very good, largely due to Kurt Angle. Hmm. This is where he starts to fall in love with you. They did a lot of early mat wrestling, similar to the Angle Benoit WrestleMania 17 match. Angle's highlight was three German suplexes in a row. Crowd chanted F5 several times during the match. The finish saw two refs get knocked out, and Benoit put Angle in the crossface. Earlier in the show, Angle cost Benoit in his bout with Edge. Uh, but Lesnar gave Benoit an F5 as well. Angle went for the angle slam, but Lesnar reversed it into another F5 for the pin. Did you know beforehand that you were going to be facing Brock on the show? Or did you show up at the arena and were basically said, hey, buddy, we want Kurt versus Brock tonight? No, Creative told me earlier in the week. Okay. They, we, they want to try out Brock and I to see what kind of chemistry we had. Obviously, we're going to have great chemistry. We're both former amateur wrestlers. I don't know what they were talking about. But yeah, Brock and I lit it up. We had a great match. Yeah, I mean, this is obviously your first impression of being with him in the ring, and there you weren't disappointed whatsoever. Uh, apparently, you know, obviously. Yeah, and you know what, Brock, uh, as young as he was, he was so mature. Uh, he had a lot of knowledge of the business for only being two years in the business, training for two years. The guy caught on really quickly. He knew he knew psychology, move set, everything. He had it all. And it's got to be immediate for both of you guys to say, I mean, Meltzer here was speculating, you know, eventually this will be a WrestleMania match. We all know that it was, but obviously for both of you, after laying hands on each other in a wrestling ring, you two got to know too, oh, we're going to make big money together. 
Oh yes, definitely. Uh, you know, we knew that night. We knew that yeah. night that eventually we would main event some pay per view and make some big money. There it is. Well, that was the first night there. SmackDown on September twelfth would be for Minneapolis. Was a memorable show. The big thing was the heavily hyped Billy and Chuck commitment ceremony. Yeah, we're getting ready to have uh, some interesting fun here, Kurt. I've seen the clips. And the incredible makeup job on Eric Bischoff playing the minister. He then sends Rosie and Jamal three-minute warning out to beat up Billy and Chuck. And even Samoan drops Stephanie to really fire up the Raw versus SmackDown feud. What were your memories of all this chaos, Kurt? Uh, You know what? I love three-minute warning. I thought those guys were going to be huge stars. I really did. Uh, I know that one of them, Amaga, I think yeah. ended up being a big star. Oh yeah. But the other one was great too. Rosie. Uh, these guys were incredible, incredible athletes for their size. I mean, all Samoans are incredible, yeah, especially in the wrestling ring or in pro football. <laughs> one or the other, they're going to do either. Yeah. Athletic, powerful can move. It doesn't matter how big or whatever they are, whether it's muscle or just mass. They know how to use it, dude. And and they're so good in the ring. Well, you could say fat. You don't have to say mass. <laughs> oh, well, I was just trying to be po- like politically correct here. But listen, also on the show, you do a goofy promo before a SummerSlam rematch with Rey Mysterio. Here we go. Clip three of the week. It's a promo before the rematch. It's SmackDown, September 12th, 2002. Let's check it out. Well, I'll tell you what's not going to be so funny. What I'm about to do to Rey Mysterio tonight. You people like Rey Mysterio, huh? That figures. Since most of you would benefit from wearing a mask yourselves. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You betcha. (laughs) You betcha. Betcha. Hey, Chris Benoit. If I even see you laugh at me again. Chris Benoit, if I even see you laugh at me again. There's going to be two holy unions tonight. Billy and Chuck. And your face in my fist. And Rey Mysterio. I want you to remember one thing. You're a boy. In a man's world. And I'm a man who loves to play with boys. No, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Shut up. Hold on, no, no, no. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. What I meant to say, listen. Mysterio. Ray Mysterio, what I meant to say is you're a boy and I'm a man. And tonight, I'm going to love to manhandle you. No, wait a minute. Kurt, stop while you're Hold ahead. Hold on a second. Hold put the mic second. down. Hold on. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Ray Mysterio. You remember this, pal. 
You're a boy, and I'm a man. When you and I get together here tonight, I'm going to get on top of you and... <laughs> oh is my Steel, get your butt out of here. He's not going to kick your butt. <laughs> oh, Kurt. Well, he's a hell of a wrestler, though. The Olympic champion, Kurt Angle, meets Rey Mysterio. Kurt, these are the podcast episodes that I just really look forward to doing with you. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I mean, I, where do you even go from there after that? I mean, I don't know. You can't get any worse than that. <laughs> I mean, this, you were, but it's, and I, I get it. It's, it's fun. We're having fun. This happened. This was Oh two. Oh, so good. All right. Well, listen, we have the ending of the match, which is another really good match with you and, uh, and Ray. This is again, September 12th, Oh two SmackDown. If you want to check it out, here it is clip for the week. It's Kurt versus Ray, which was always just good stuff. Let's check it out. Oh, look out. Oh, boot to the face by Mysterio. Hasn't played possum. And look at Mysterio. Shot to the chest. Angle into the corner. Mysterio starting to build something here. Mysterio up top. Man, his eyes are tripping. Ray Mysterio knocks Angle out of the ring. I cannot believe this. I kick. think Mysterio's near his boot caught Angle in the head with that moonsault off the top. How the hell do you land on your feet like that? That's me. Mysterio's gonna fly. Oh, over the top rope. Taking Angle down. Check this out. Look at this. Look at the balance. Right there. Boom, right in the head. There goes the knee of Mysterio. Mysterio's got under those pants. He's going to have a knee brace off. Oh, no. The metal catching his uh, angle in the head. Not only is it hard to balance yourself on a top rope like that, and look at Rey Mysterio. He wants a win here. He knows how important it is to get his injured man back into the ring to try to pick up the pinball. Mysterio still sucking win. Angle had heavy offense on that rib in the midsection. Mysterio with a leg drop off the top rope. He used the rope as a cover board. Cover Rey. And Rey Mysterio. Here's the cover on Angle. And Kurt Angle reverses. Oh, wow. And quickly into the ankle lock. Kurt Angle's still a little groggy. Oh, and the second one goes Angle. No distance. Six one nine one. Get out the cell phones. It's time to dial six. Mysterio feeling it. West Coast pop time. Oh, Kurt Angle had it scouted nicely. The leg scissors by Mysterio. The cover on Angle. One up two. One up three. Did kick out at two and a half. Ray Ray can't believe it. And both of these warriors, I don't know how much either one of them have left. Kurt Angle's so good, Paul. He could be knocked out and hit at one, two. And it's just instinct he kicks out at before three. And Ray Mysterio. Just do it, Ray. Don't tell people. Get up there, buddy. Come on, now. You got a big win opportunity here. Up to the top rope. In the turn. Ray Mysterio. And Kurt Angle. Look at this. There is only one Kurt Angle. Amazing. The cover by Angle on Mysterio. And it's over. Angle wins. What a match. Here is Angle. I'm defying to find me somebody who's better than that man Kurt Angle right there. In the middle of that ring. Kurt Angle is wicked awesome. Kurt.
my biggest regret after having watched that watch SummerSlam as a Kurt Angle fan is that I didn't get more Kurt Angle Rey Mysterio matches. <laughs> I know. You know what? I'm really surprised at how well we work together. I I'm not surprised. I'm just surprised that I was able to adapt to his style. I, I was really uh, nervous about it the first time I wrestled him at SummerSlam, but it worked extremely well. And the more we worked together, the better we got. Guys, listen, if you uh, if you want to check this one out, I know everybody hypes up with SummerSlam and deservedly slow, so. Check out SmackDown September 12th, 02. Okay, go on Peacock and watch it. You and I are just watching the clip, and when he catapulted stand, and stood straight oh, up and down, and I looked at your face, it was like, how good is this guy? How could he not slip? Like, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, his balance is incredible. You two made each other look like a million bucks. But, man, I just, again, I don't think it can be overstated how good Rey Mysterio is. Oh, yeah. and, and he is one he's of still the best of it. all time. Mm, Definitely, mm. especially with his style. There's nobody better than him. No lucha better than Rey Mysterio. And, and again, I just wish that there could have been more Kurt and Ray because, uh, again, that that's just, uh, again, another example of you tearing the house down with uh, with Ray. I couldn't well, agree with you more. Yeah, there you go. Well, listen, later on in the show, Kurt, it's Benoit defeating Rikishi via DQ. Uh, when you interfered, Kurt, and you guys end up brawling, and Rikishi gets the stink face on Benoit this time, so now he's getting him some. Ben, Benoit's getting some of those butt cheeks. But... Talk about it a little bit. You got to be excited about wrestling, Chris. Yeah, Chris. I believe that Chris is the best technical wrestler I've been in the ring with. Better than Eddie, better than Shawn Michaels, better than Brock Lesnar. He was the best guy I've ever gotten the ring with. And the reason was his technique was so good and he was so intense. You know, I had to keep up with Chris. He's the only guy that could keep up with me. His intensity was off the charts. And uh, I loved wrestling him. He was a challenge every time I did. When you talk about it, you said intense. I think impact. I think suplexes uh, and uh, scientific. I mean, he could do it all with you. It was like two Kurt Angles almost well, going at it. You know what? Well, we, we kind of brutalized our bodies against each other because both of our necks are messed up. His was messed up at the yeah, time. Mine was yeah. messed up. And it's because of all those German suplexes on the back of the head. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, we make it to the go-home SmackDown. It's Colorado Springs. We have this promo where you challenge Billy and Chuck, and you make a fool of yourself with your choice of words again, Kurt. Oh, boy, here we go. This is <laughs> Kurt, Billy, and Chuck. It's SmackDown, September 19th, 2002. Let's take a look. week was the worst attempt at a publicity stunt I had ever seen. You know... I generated a little publicity of my own back in 1996 in Atlanta. And you want to know how? Well, I certainly didn't try to make out with Carl Lewis, I can assure you of that. Oh, no. I won an Olympic gold medal with a broken freaking neck. That's how you get publicity. Whoa, 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 Kurt. Slow down a minute, take it easy. I mean, use your head. Let's think about this for a moment. I mean, what do you think the people mean when they say, you suck, you suck, you suck, you suck. Oh, that's real cute, Chuck. 
If you're trying to imply that I'm gay, well, I'm not. Hey, hey, well, I don't have a problem with gays. In fact, gay people love me. Everybody loves me. I'm freaking adorable. So Chuck, if you want to try to insult me, then why don't either one of you meet me in the ring tonight? Chuck, if you want to try to insult me, then why don't either one of you meet me in the ring tonight? And we'll see which one of us sucks. Hang on a second, Kurt. If Billy and Chuck are going to compete tonight, then I want them in tag team action to get ready for this Sunday. Hey, that's fine with me, Steph. I'll tag with anybody back there. In fact, I'll let Will and Grace down there pick my tag team partner for me. That's how confident I am. Okay, Kurt. You picked this one. Tonight in this very ring, it will be the tag team of Billy and Chuck facing the team of Kurt Angle and his partner, also his opponent this Sunday at Unforgiven, Chris Benoit. Oh my! Oh my! Oh, Kurt, you put the foot in it. Kurt cannot believe it. Whoa, whoa, hold on a second, Steph. Come on, Steph. Me team up with Benoit? Steph, that's a hard one to swallow. Oh no, wait a wait a minute, that's not what I meant to say. Hey, that's not funny. What I meant to say is, I don't care who I team up with. Because I'm gonna be the one to climb on top of either Billy or Chuck for the one, two, three. No, wait, wait. Oh, that's not, not freaking funny. Not again. Listen! What I meant to say is, I'm gonna be the one to throw your legs up over your head for the pinfall. No, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. the mic down. I'll see you in the freaking ring. There you go, that's it. Can you believe this? Tonight, Billy and Chuck. That's oh. a little too much comedy. I mean, back to back, Paul. Come on, man. You have to show those clips. This is you in that era, and this is the build to Benoit, and and, and which is interesting here because, by the way, this is this is great stuff. In the day, it was hilarious and funny, and 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 it's again showing that you you did a little bit of everything in your early WWE run, uh, run and you were good at it. Later in the show, and I want to get to a point here, you and Benoit, you'd lose to Billy and Chuck. After the match, you and Benoit brawl. You guys are throwing each other and your submission moves. But Meltzer pulls out something that I want to talk to you about, and that's that there's no promos with you and Benoit leading up to the pay-per-view match. And so Meltzer's point is he's just not as interested in the match uh, at the pay-per-view coming up. What do you think? Should there have been something back and forth more between you and 
and Chris, or do you think that the build that happened was good enough in your opinion? I think it was good enough. There could have been more promos involved, but to be honest with you, Chris Benoit versus Kurt Angle, what do you need to do to build it up? I mean, and the fans, even though we were both heels, thing is they watched the whole match. They were mesmerized by the whole match. They weren't cheering for anybody and they couldn't boo anybody because we were both heels. So it wasn't the fact that the people weren't interested in the match. It was the match was that damn good, but we were both heels at the time and nobody cared about who won. Yeah. And I think though, this is an interesting period of time though, Kirk, because it is very story line driven as much as wrestling is. So you hope that what's going to, what's going to, what's going to be that emotional connection or that emotional reason for there me wasn't to, be any, yeah. to be honest with you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. only thing they had was Chris and I were heels Chris, and they hated both of us. And you were both wrestling technicians. So let's hope it's just a great match kind of yes. thing. So, Oh, and by the way, I did want to say this. I know that people don't really care about me talking about Chris Benoit, but I'm not doing it for Chris Benoit. If I erase Chris Benoit, I'm going to erase most of my career. Yeah. And I'm not going to erase myself. So, yeah. you know, a lot of people might not agree with me having the show today talking about Chris and everything. I don't condone what he did outside of the Absolutely ring. Absolutely not. But what he did in the ring was phenomenal. And I love the guy for that. And that's what, and, and you're, you, you make a point. We're not here because how has lo- everything, how everything turned out there. Tragic, awful, should have never happened worst thing and wrestling related that anybody can ever imagine. It's disgusting and sickening. What we're here today to talk about is your match with him as a wrestler and what you two did in the storyline of unforgiven. And Kurt and I talked, we know how to separate that for this show. And that's exactly what we're here to do. Well said, Paul. Yep. Well, Kurt, listen, I want to pause right here and share something that we often talk about on the show, and that's reliability. And it's so important in life, and I don't know about you, but when it comes to my automobile, it needs to be reliable. I need to get where I need to go on time without a hiccup, but unfortunately, not always the case. And that, my friends, is where CarShield provides the ultimate solution. They make it easy and affordable to protect your car from expensive repairs, I know, because they've done it for me, and that's just for starters. They are the number one auto protection company in the U.S., and they offer protection plans for about 100 bucks a month, and they cover more parts than ever before, whether your car has 5,000 miles or 150,000 miles. Let me tell you how simple it is to get your car fixed when you need a repair. When that issue first occurs, you're going to choose your mechanic and car shields administrators are there to handle the rest. That's it. You don't have to deal with the paperwork or headaches you're taken care of. Same goes if your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road. Nobody likes that. Their plans through them include coast to coast roadside assistance. Car shields administrators are there for you with rental car options and trip reimbursements at no extra cost. That's right. You can get extra coverage today and lock in the price right now, and it'll never go up. That means as long as you own your car, no matter how old it is, you're protected from the rising cost of parts and repairs. CarShield protects my wallet from expensive car repairs, and they'll do the same for you. So go to carshield.com slash, here it is, podcast, all one word, to start your plan and lock in your pricing forever. That's carshield.com slash podcast. A deductible may apply. So, Kurt, Dave Meltzer was at a house show the night before the Unforgiven pay-per-view. That's right. He's there. He's checking things out. And I'm going to read his notes uh, from that house show. He said, I attended the September 21st house show in San Jose. 
Most people were surprised by the small turnout, 4,500, since this is a city they've drawn big in for years, but business is pretty consistent up or down everywhere. I only recall one show at the arena that drew worse, and that was way back in the Dark Ages. Angle pinned Benoit in an excellent match. He'd call it a four-star match. Angle got the biggest reaction by far of anyone coming out of that show. It's a clear part of the problem is the crowd sees very few guys as superstars as opposed to a year ago when everyone who appeared on TV was seen as one. Angle is a superstar, but he isn't the one who sells tickets for whatever reason. Benoit is cold, and with two heels doing a great scientific match, crowd was very silent. Angle won with what appeared to be an old amateur head and arm takeover, and nobody saw that as a finish. Kurt, did you find it hard when you and Chris have both been, been trading? You talked about it as heels and wrestlers to get that type of crowd reaction that you're used to. Yeah, I mean, it was hard, especially when Chris and I were heels. We weren't always heels at, at, at different instances, at different yeah. matches. Sometimes Chris was the baby face. Sometimes I was the baby face. But in this instance, yeah, we were heels. And you know what? I don't agree with Dave Meltzer. If the crowd was cheering for me and I was over, how am I not selling tickets? Yeah, it doesn't I didn't make know what he meant sense. by that. So yeah. I'm not saying that I should have sold the arena out. Maybe that's what he was talking about. Yeah. But if the crowd is cheering for me and they they let they love my matches, I'm selling tickets. There's just no doubt about it. And the and he and the other thing he says there, it's kind of contradictory, is that Angle's really the only superstar at this point. Yeah, I was a superstar, but I don't sell tickets. That well, well what about the rest of the card? If he's the only superstar, you can't really blame him if nobody else has stepped up their game because that, that they're all going to be on the hook for trying to sell tickets. Right, right. I mean, come on. Anyway, uh, so here we go. I want to talk a little bit about before we get to the pay-per-view. If you could walk us through the process, you mentioned that Benoit was one of those guys that said, hey, Kurt, whatever you want to do, I want to do it. You you put the match together, and I'll follow your guidance. But was it a plan always with him where you talked through what you would do, or was it, hey, let's call it in the ring type deal? Okay, with Chris, this this had to happen because we had so many things we had to remember. We had the submissions, the submission trade-offs, the false finishes. All these things are really hard to do if you call it on the fly. So what we had to do is we had to structure the match, make sure we had the comeback and finish memorized. Then we could talk about the beginning. We could talk through the beginning and the heat in the middle. Yeah. So the beginning is when you wrestle each other and you just chain wrestle. And then the heel gets the heat and then you had to come back and finish. We had to memorize all that because there's no way we could have done that on the fly. It was too you know, complicated. What's cool is as you talk about it, it's, there's a formula, right? You chain wrestle at the beginning, then the heel gets the heat and then this, and there's, it's almost like kind of a, you follow the script, almost the same with, story every time. Yeah. But within that script, you have to figure out what is that section of that look like in this section? What will we do? And so you just break it down into pieces and chunks and build out your, your structure, your match. Uh, I love uh, just listening to a little bit of that. And I would love at some point for us to kind of maybe do a watch along, maybe on ad free shows where we watch a match together and you say, now, Paul, here's the, here's the, the chain wrestling part. And now we're going to move into this piece and kind of break it down. There you go. That's right. The Kurt angle show for a bonus, but uh, Kurt, let's get to it. We're here. It's the pay-per-view it's unforgiven September 22nd. We're live there from the Staples center in LA. This show did draw a sellout, 16,000 fans. And uh, Meltzer says the highlight of the show was the company's best scientific match in recent memory 
with Chris Benoit beating Kurt Angle. The Benoit win was likely to build up a series, which Angle needs to come out on top of since he's the money in the feud and being groomed for the for so Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah, like that? Isn't that funny? Backstage, people were raving about the match, but in typical Benoit fashion, he supposedly didn't think it was that great. So do you remember Benoit being upset with the match? What do you think, Kurt? Yeah, you know what? When you're a perfectionist like Chris Benoit, uh, sometimes things didn't go the way he wanted them to go. They weren't smooth. They were a little rough and edgy. And the same thing happened with our match at 2003 Royal Rumble when I wrestled him for the WWE Championship, and he got a standing ovation afterward. I thought it was a horrible match. And I watched it back, and I'm like, holy shit, this was a great match. Yeah. This is the best match I ever had. So Chris just felt like things were choppy and edgy and not quite as smooth as he wanted it. But that's what's good about a wrestle match because in a real fight, you're going to have choppiness and, you know, you're not going to have uh, be get able to yeah. go smooth the whole time. You know, things are going to get rough and rugged. Everyone's always going to be their own worst critic. It's it is, in every field walk of life. Yeah, and same thing with, with wrestling. <laughs> and his matches were always the best. Listen, let's show it. This is our final clip of the week. It's you versus Benoit, Unforgiven 2002. We're going to wrap up uh, this and we're going to get into a couple fan questions and, and close down the show. Here we go. Final clip of the week. It is Kurt and Chris from Unforgiven 2002. Look at Benoit. <laughs> Top rope. Here comes Kurt Angle. Belly to belly throw from the Crawling, crawling toward the cover. Is that enough for Benoit? Hook of the leg. One, angle. two, He's got three. It. He's got Benoit just got the shoulder up. And you can see the faces of the crowd in the front row. They thought that was the victory that time. So did I. Kurt Angle. Here's Benoit kicking out. you got to believe on instinct. Just by hearing that, that, that second thump of the ref hand, he kicked out. Oh, look at Chris Benoit. There's the bridge. He's got Angle hooked and Angle rolls out of it. And now Kurt oh, Angle. The ankle lock. The ankle lock is locked in. Chris Benoit is tapped to the ankle lock. We saw it earlier on. Can Kurt Angle get Benoit? No. Benoit. Look at the shot to the head. Shot to the head. That's why, breaks. that's why Benoit's a rabid Wolverine, man. He's a vicious dude. Oh, look out. Chris Benoit. Kurt Angle was on his shoulders. Look at this. Oh, my Lord. Chris Benoit. A shoulder breaker to Angle. Again working on that shoulder of Kurt Angle. And Chris Benoit with the signal. The rabid Wolverine says that's enough. And he couldn't be going to the top rope. Yes, he is. With that rabid headbutt. A la Benoit. Benoit's going to fly. The headbutt connects. The headbutt connects to Kurt Angle. But Benoit may have taken a lot out of himself. If Chris can top, if he can snatch a leg and pin Angle, he'll get the victory here. Chris Benoit. He's got cover. He's smacked him down. He's stacked.
Benoit with a perfect gun. Hold the move. Angle. Kurt Angle wants to break the ankle of Benoit. What's the ropes? Will Benoit tap out? Come on, Chris, hang on. Hang on. People want Angle to win this thing here. And look at this. Kurt Angle with a cross face. Benoit, don't hold on it. No doubt, no doubt. He's got to be tight. I think the lift is going to restrict Benoit's skin to that rope. So Kurt, he's Benoit's wall. Kurt Angle, he broke his own over the ankle lock. He's Benoit's wall. To restrict Benoit, we can't give him the rope. You want to give it out? Because Benoit is in no man's land. Benoit's wall. He's all hard. He's losing the wrong hold. What strategy by Kurt Angle? We say Benoit. Here's the bottom rope. Here we get Kurt Angle. Oh, come on. Hey, tell Melcher to watch that one. The fans went ballistic for that match. Exactly. (laughs) And listen, I, uh, I got to give a shout out to my main man, Mike Kyoto, who I do a mailbag show with. He was the third man in the ring that night. So it was incredible. Mike was one, it was one of the best referees in the business. He awesome to see him, but my boy doesn't see the foot on the ropes. Come on, Mike. But listen, <laughs> Mike, that was his fault. There you go. Chris Benoit Meltzer says pins angle 13 minutes, 55 seconds off the charts match of the year candidate, according to Meltzer. The first nine minutes or so were move for move. The San Jose match. Excellent. Matt, Matt wrestling four and a half stars. Kurt, was this one of the better singles matches you had in the first couple years of being in WWE? It was my best match period. Uh, you know, Chris Benoit, he probably had uh, three of my five top matches in my career. There you go. Uh, you, you were a fan of doing matches like this, uh, compared to the comedy guy guy. Am I right? This was your style. Right yeah. Here. Yeah. You know what? I love comedy, but having matches with Chris Benoit and having these four and five star matches, that's what the business is all about. Yeah. And, and you said it earlier though, man, but t- having these matches with him and the suplex craziness, like you said, it took a toll on both your bodies, your necks. Oh yeah. I mean, that that's part of the reason why Chris and I had such bad necks is we were Germaning German suplexing each other on the, the back shit of, out of each other. Yeah. And uh, th- that takes a toll on your neck. Yeah. Well, you told us how good it was to work with Chris in the ring and uh man, it certainly was. We got to see it. We're going to run through a couple of fan questions here. Kurt, first one, how were you able to work with such an intense opponent like Chris Benoit that comes to us from Instagram, a wrestling historian. So just talk about the intensity working with someone like that. Chris was the most intense wrestler I've ever been in the ring with bar none, but, but I was pretty intense as well. And that's the one thing that I liked about Chris was he matched my intensity. I never wrestled another person ever in my life since Chris Benoit that ever matched the intensity he had. That guy was so tough, so strong, so intense, so good. Um, It's just hard to believe that a human being could be that good. Yeah. Erica Petronas says, is Benoit one of your top five favorite people to wrestle with? And how would you rank him? Top two? Actually, no. Number one. He is definitely number one. Okay. I, I put him over everybody as far as in the ring wrestling. Yeah. Just wrestling not overall in the entertainer, ring. but in the not ring entertaining, wrestling. but just a brawler. Just, just going at best. it. Yes. 
All right. Gerard B says, I'm probably way too late for this, but I just read an interview with Benoit from 05 where he mentions that both he and you, Kurt, preferred this unforgiven match from a wrestling standpoint. Do you still this, feel this way? But here's what Benoit said. I loved our match at the Royal Rumble in 2003 where I got a standing ovation, but we both feel our bout at Unforgiven 2002 in Los Angeles was a better wrestling match. I disagree. <laughs> I really? never admitted to Benoit that I thought the Unforgiven 2002 was a better match. I always thought that Royal Rumble 2003 was my best match I ever had. Okay. Uh, you know, and I'll tell you this. I told you this before. I literally thought the match sucked. And then I watched it back, Royal Rumble 2003, and I watched it back, and it was so damn good. It was a little rough and edgy. It wasn't as smooth as all of our other matches, but I think that's why Chris Benoit didn't like the 2002 Unforgiven match because he thought it was edgy. But let's admit this. Chris Benoit got a standing ovation for 15 minutes after this match. That never happened in the history of wrestling. He's the only one to get a 15-minute standing ovation. And listen, Vince McMahon allowed it to happen during the pay-per-view. I know, I know. When we don't have any time to do anything else, Chris Benoit got a 15-minute standing ovation. So Benoit's choice is Unforgiven 2002, the one that you just watched. Your choice is Rumble 03. Yeah, no, Unforgiven 2002 was the best match I had up until then. Yeah. The 2003 Royal was Rumble your was favorite. my best match ever. Okay. 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 All right. So that's your choice. Yep. Got it. All right. Hazard F5, your match with Benoit Unforgiven led you to teaming with him and winning the SmackDown tag titles versus Ray and Edge the following month. And my favorite tag team match ever. Your teaming with Chris was short-lived with you winning the WWE title at the end of the year. But considering how good the technical and comical chemistry was with you two, do you wish you would have had a longer run as a tag team? Yes, if I wasn't wrestling, Chris, or if I wasn't wrestling for the world title, I always wanted to tag team with Chris Benoit. I wanted to tag team with him my whole entire career, as long as I was, as long as I wasn't in the world title hunt. Yes, if or you were wrestling not. Chris himself, yeah. I would have tagged for Chris with Chris for ten years. There you go. Christoph Hankerson says, during this time of my wrestling fandom, I enjoyed watching SmackDown more than Raw because of great in-ring technicians like yourself, Lesnar, and Benoit that were on the roster that gave us amazing matches week in and week out. Were there ever any plans for a triple threat match between you, Brock, and Benoit for the championship? Wow. That would have been a hell of a match. Uh, No, they never talked about it, never discussed it. Unfortunately, it never happened. Well, uh, listen, Christoph, man, that's a, that's a nice dream, dream three-way match. That would have been fun. Uh, two more, Kurt, uh, Brad Stanton, Paul Heyman is considered one of the best minds. Could you challenge him with ideas or was it said? And that's it. No, Paul, he liked to be challenged and he he didn't mind if he was wrong. He, He would admit if you were right. So Paul was a humble guy. He wasn't always like, this is my way or the highway. He did what he thought was best for the business. There you go. Drew Landry is our last question. He said, was Benoit one of those guys you could wrestle with your eyes closed, so to speak? And where does he rank in your list of all-time performers? You already told us. But was he one of those guys where, hey, we're just going to go in the ring and blindfold us. We'll figure it out. Yeah, you know what? Put it this way. If we didn't have, if we weren't allowed to plan a match ahead of time and we had to call it out out there, I'd rather be with Chris Benoit than anybody else. That's how good he was in the ring. There you go. Hey, that's, that's saying a lot, man. And, uh, this has been a lot of fun to talk about, but we're going to continue on having fun. Cause Kurt next week, we're talking no way out and WrestleMania both. It's a double header from 2000. Your run as double champion wrestling, Chris Benoit again, and Chris Jericho and your first 
WrestleMania match, man. I'm looking forward to, to that one next week, bud. Me too. I can't wait, man. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> Listen, guys, check it out. Uh, check us out over at adfreeshows.com. I know I mentioned it earlier, but really that's where you get bonus Kurt once a month. Also, we do a lot of awesome zooms and we just had Ricky Morton on and we have stars from the past current stars as well. Uh, joining us for a lot of Zoom interaction, a lot of bonus content. I said Mike Kyoto. Man, I get to talk to Mike Kyoto every two weeks, and we talk about Kurt Angle and talk about all his fun stories on the road. He better be talking about me. Oh, it's all good shit, too. He loves the Steelers in Pittsburgh, too, so we're, we're going to have a lot does, of fun yeah. on that one. But, uh, man, we have lots of bonus stuff, a lot of gold nuggets that you guys won't hear anywhere else, but you'll see it all all in the news headlines because, my goodness, they love to quote all the shows out on those uh, out in the dirt sheets, but uh, we have a oh, great yeah. time over there, don't they, Kurt? But, oh, yeah, uh, definitely. <laughs> but man, listen, check us out at freeshows.com, all kinds of different tiers that you can join us over there. Kurt, physicallyfit.com, buddy. It's chicken snack time. This is where you're getting healthy, chicken man. Snacks and snack smart crispy protein bites. One's chicken protein, one's plant protein, organic plant protein. There's 11 different flavors. Go to physicallyfit.com. Uh, for your first, uh, order, you get 20% off. If you use the code angle pod, that's right. If you want to be a lifetime member, you get 20% off forever. Just sign up on the website, Kurt angle brand or physicallyfit.com. There you <laughs> go. Phys- hey, there's a lot of websites that we're pushing. Cause next is Kurt angle and they can get good shit over there too. Kurt, why don't you tell them about Kurt angle? Yes, cowboy hats, milk cartons, autograph photos, birthday cards, uh, cameo voice messages, t-shirts. I got it all. The whole ball of wax. Go to KurtAnglebrand.com and order yours and I'll send it right to you. Yeah. And especially again, I'm telling you, I rave because I've seen it in action. The cameo videos, the best value that Isn't you're crazy. Get. I have this like routine. I do it. You do. We, we got the whole, we got the whole bit down every week. Turn left for the chicken snacks, you know, to, or, I'm sorry. <laughs> you turn right for the chicken snacks left for the belt. And the final thing. Oh, and I, I turn to you for the, the, the merchandise. There you go. And then wildcatbelts.com. We have one single belt left. If you're watching yeah, on video, last one. Kurt's showing it off right now. That beautiful one. His is custom blue leather. I have mine behind my shoulder. If you can see on the black leather, that's what you'll get. I'll got my first one. And, uh, yes, I have one of, uh, uh, I have one of four. Kurt has the fifth belt, but there's one left. So check it out. Wildcatbelts.com. You will be able to follow the links to find where it is. You can contact the email address of Andrew and buddy. He's so responsive. Great dude overall, by the way, Andrew. Yeah, great just, dude. The wildcat belts guy. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Very he, good guy. Awesome. He does all the WWE and AEW stuff too. He yeah. does. Yeah. He does a lot of WWE, NXT, all that good stuff. So he's going to make you a beautiful, beautiful belt. No doubt about it. And you get a lot of Kurt Angle autographs. Kurt had a fun time on this show, my friend. Thank you. I did too, Paul. I always have fun with you, brother. Hey, listen, safe travels. You're headed out to Canada, so safe travels. But you and I will get together again next week on behalf of your Olympic gold medalist hero, Kurt Angle. This is Paul Bromwell. We'll be back right here again for another episode next week of The Kurt Angle Show. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.